0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing. Welcome to this episode of The Coaching Podcast. Uh, my name's Lee Pooley, Head of Coaching at British Canoeing, and I'm delighted to welcome Lara Cooper today. Um, Lara, would you be able to provide the listeners with a brief background on yourself, please?
1: Yeah, hi, Lee. Um, thanks for having me around to talk about this topic um, I grew up slalom racing um, and whitewater kayaking and then moved into coaching both of those um, those areas and did a lot of, um, moved then I guess into coach education um, and working in coach education mm-hmm. but now passionate sea kayaker and enjoy my sea kayaking and, um, and still helping coaches to develop their craft.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah you know one of the things I'm you know really sort of Passionate about is you know that you we work alongside really closely in terms of developing the the, the suite of uh, new coaching awards and uh, one of the big areas uh, that's been worked on in, in the last three years is the educational philosophy and you know it's embedded into all the stuff that we'd, we we we've been creating and a lot of providers out there a lot of tutors that are delivering the awards are doing this really great way of actually embracing the educational philosophy and delivering it in such a way. But what does become more of an obstacle really is when people start to do an assessment. Actually, how do they how do they embrace the, the educational philosophy in the assessment, and how do they make an in, an assessment empowering? So that's what really we want to be looking at today. Is you know drilling down into that, and you know, and asking your experience, Lara, of actually what you know what is how can we actually create an empowering environment? So I think what would be really useful to begin with, Lara, is if you could help listeners understand what is meant by empowerment.
1: Great. Um, It really simply means to give or delegate um, power or control. So if I'm empowering, I give or delegate power. It's commonly used to describe behaviour in situations where somebody um, typically has power. So an employer um, empowering their employee, um, a parent empowering their offspring, a teacher empowering pupils, a coach empowering um, the participants that they're coaching. Or, in this case, an assessor empowering the people that they're assessing and um, handing over that control or power to them.
0: Okay, so I think you know a lot of the people that you know I talk to and I work with would probably be listening to this and going, They 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 understand the concept of individualization and empowering, uh, and they you know they they, they probably do that within their delivery, but um. Can we adopt such a principle of empowerment during an assessment?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It really is, um, really is just the same. Um, the candidate's sense of being in control is heavily influenced by the words and actions of the assessor, and there are some there are some key things the assessor can do that that give that impression sometimes of control or power being in the hand of the person being assessed. Um, the first thing really is to, is to involve the person being assessed in the decision making process as much as possible. Um, providing them with genuine and meaningful choices and options about what they might be doing, um, but sometimes the assessment is the one who needs to hold on to the decisions and make the decisions. And when that's the case, it's it's really important to explain those decisions and why you're doing them. So you might say, um, "We're going to go to this river today to to do this to do this assessment, and I've chosen that river because I think it's really good for." X, Y, and Z, and it'll give us the things that we need on the day, rather than sort of holding, making secrets and keeping that information away from the person who's being assessed. Um, So we're trying to avoid any scenario where the person being assessed feels either in the dark, or they're just waiting for you to tell them what's going to happen next, or sort of sitting there um, compliant and waiting for you. So they've got all the information they need to do their job Um, as a coach on the day and that feeds their decision making and how they go about their behaviour on the day Um, I think the other thing that's really important is that there's a clear plan and a clear clear structure to the assessment process so that again people know what's happening when they've got a clear idea in their head and that just helps settle them into the process, they know what's going on sometimes we forget that structure and plan um, that the assessor does, it is all part of the empowering process, Mm -hmm. again it's keeping them well informed about what's going on and involving them in that process too so um, asking questions like does that all sound okay or do you think that'll work for you or have you got any have you got any questions or would you like to change anything so that they are um, just conversational um, and they, they get very much involved in that process. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's really important in there is that is you obviously have to build a trusted relationship um, with the person that you're working with, and that goes both ways. So they, if they trust you, that you're there for their best with their best interests at heart. Um, they're more likely to relax and and do their thing that, that they're on assessment for. So um, working really hard on building that trusting relationship with them and showing that you really care about mm. them and you're there to support them is really yeah. important.
0: Okay. I mean, you know, it, it, it sort of sounds like, you know, you're trying to uh, move away from the candidate almost trying to second guess what absolutely. the assessor wants. Yeah, so, you absolutely. know, and we, we see that quite you know quite regularly within some of the assessments that we that we go to observe is they're more worried about second guessing than actually doing getting on with what they do really well yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah some really really good insight in terms of you know can you know actually can we actually make an assessment empowering but I think what would be really interesting Lara is is so what are the benefits uh, of an assessor changing what they normally do and adopt an empowering approach
1: Great question. Um, the potential benefits of an empowering approach are really significant. Um, the people being assessed are more likely to perform their best. So that's like we can't argue with. That's what we want ultimately is to see what they see what they're doing um, and see the see an authentic version of what they're doing. Um, they're more likely to feel positive about the experience to walk away having felt like it was an enjoyable day on the water um, with their assessor. Um, and for it to raise their confidence and motivate them moving forwards. So you put all those things together and they, you mentioned the coaching philosophy at the beginning of the session and that, they're, they're the real underpinning elements of our coaching philosophy. We want people to, um, to perform their best, to feel positive, to be confident, to be motivated to move forward. So um, the benefits are, are enormous. I think sometimes um, new assessors particularly feel a pressure in this role and they sometimes feel that they should behave in a in a dis- in disempowering way creating barriers or hierarchy um, because probably because that's how they feel like they've been assessed in the past they come with those those ideas and perceptions and they sort of think oh, in, in order for them to think i'm competent at this job i must behave like that and so it takes a lot of confidence in the assessor to sort of let go of that and actually relax a bit more in this position they're in and start to let go of some of that power and control that
0: they have yeah and and trying to actually allow the candidates get to to demonstrate demonstrate the best they possibly can be absolutely yeah yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: i think that's you know all really interesting stuff but you know um the the sort of the pragmatic side of me goes well okay so an empowering approach completely on board with it but i think what would be really useful is what, what could be the pitfalls of, of an empowering approach? You know, is there anything we need to be aware of that could get us into sticky ground or, or uncomfortable ground?
1: Two things jumped out at me when I was thinking, thinking about that question. And the first one is, it is just, it's a skill. Being empowering is a skill, just like any other skill, whether it be a paddling skill or a coaching skill. And it needs to be well practised. And when it's not well practiced or when we're inexperienced using it, then we, we we stumble sometimes and it's not necessarily the best fit for the we don't necessarily get it right. And so the best way to to you to get better at it is just to use it and try it and experiment with it and reflect on how it's going and try and improve and keep your practice moving forwards. Mm-hmm. So just, I would really encourage everybody to to try it and, and be committed to practicing it and reflecting on it and trying to get better at it. And hopefully that will then lead to more enjoyable assessing experience too, because it's um, assessing great fun when people are doing really well and thriving in that environment. And hopefully that outcome will motivate you to keep practicing and keep trying and to improve what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also need to be aware that the approach can sometimes throw the person being assessed because it's not what they're expecting. They're expecting the their image of the assessor, the traditional image of the assessor with them holding all the power, the straight face, clipboard, dark glasses trying to catch them out. That image um, is maybe what they're walking in the door with and when they're shown something different to that, most people just feel a sense of relief. they go, "Oh, thank goodness for that! you know they're a nice human being, and they they're trying to get the best out of me and they're trying to support me, so they respond well, but some people are just thrown by the difference from what they're expecting you to behave like um, or it might be that their personality um, is quite comfortable with the hierarchy and they're not actually worried about wanting control or wanting more power. They want you to, mm-hmm. to steer the direction. So it's just being aware of that. And, and as with any coaching tool that we use, it's using it at the right time in the right place. Um, yeah. Making sure that um, giving choices to people and empowering them to make decisions is only works if they're capable of making that decision so we, we need to judge that and kind of have they got all the tools in the box to be involved in that? Mm-hmm. Um, if I said to you, which river should we go to, this one or that one, and you've never been to either and you don't really know the difference, you, it's, a, it's, an, it's your best guess. Yeah. Um, so it's about giving the right choices and the right questions and the right support with that as well mm-hmm. um, to help you.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that, that's really useful, Laura. You know, a lot of it, you know, I'm listening to you there and I'm going, you know, there's a... There's a skill set there, isn't there? And there is a, you know, it's not something that just will become it doesn't come naturally it's something that has to be practiced like any skill really uh, using these techniques to become skillful at them um, but also you know what? when I was listening to you I was thinking you know the 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 importance of emotional intelligence as well and picking up on those cues and I think something that probably we'll do later on in the series of podcasts is we can look at emotional intelligence to, to maybe help support uh, some of people uh, using these empowering approaches that'd be
1: great yeah mm. really nice nice follow on
0: yeah um so, um, Lara, last question from me, I promise. Um, a you know a highly experienced uh, assessor, uh, I remember back on a snowy terrarian, uh, and I can't remember how many years ago it was, but you assessed me for my level five inland. Um, and I think what would be really useful is if you can provide some examples in context of of an empowering approach and the outcomes of this so you know if you delve back into your memory of of maybe some of the assessments that you've that you've done and how you've used an empowering approach and, and you know within within a context of paddle sport
1: yeah, sure. I think about that assessment of you those many, many years ago <laughs> and I, I think I wonder if I was walking the talk then and if I was being empowering so, <laughs> I know, I think I know more now than I did then and I've probably still got loads more to learn too so yeah, interesting um, what I, what I, I work really hard to try and influence the tone of the assessment before it starts being friendly showing that I genuinely care about the person and I'm interested in them um, often this is just through informal chit-chat um, simple things like getting stuck in with helping everyone loading and unloading boats, ch- trying to make me be part of the group and the team, um, not not creating any sense of hierarchy between me and the person on assessment, or if it's a coach coaching participants between me and them, we're all equals. We're all we all get stuck in with the the regular and just loose general chit chat, which sort of settles the tone um, right from the start trying to avoid anything that puts up a barrier between me and the person being assessed and using the opportunities when I'm not assessing to do that. So in the the gaps in between the bit where I'm working hard to assess performance, I'm working hard then to to create a nice, friendly, relaxed environment um, off task to build up that relationship with them. Um, And that then allows me that when I am in my assessor role, I'm perhaps watching them, observing them, that I can do that without the, the sense that I'm being threatening um, or intimidating um, because I've laid the foundations beforehand. So that's really important to me. Um, I make I want to make sure everyone's got all the information they need so that they can prepare and start thinking, and they're, so they're well informed about um, what's coming and what's going on. Don't want them to feel in the dark. Um, I want to try and involve them in the decision making where it's appropriate. So thing and being d- being clear in my own mind about. What, where I can hand over decisions, and when I can't hand over decisions. So if it doesn't matter to me whether they use venue X or Y, then I'll let them choose. But if it does matter to me, then I'll make that decision. Mm. So it's handing over decisions where where it's appropriate to hand over those decisions. Um, I'm, when I'm actually assessing, I'm just constantly then trying to observe the cues and triggers that are going on around me. Um, is the coach? Is the coach looking happy and comfortable? Are they? Are they? Are they thriving in the environment they're do- they're doing? Have they got everything they need to be able to do what they do? Um, or is anything holding them back? And can I do anything to to change the tone if I need to um, in the moment? Um, I really enjoy assessing, and lots of people dislike it. Many people step away from it because they don't like the they don't like that assessing role. I really enjoy it. Um, I feel a real sense of achievement and and it's challenging and I enjoy that challenge of trying to help somebody um, thrive do their best take take good learning away from assessment which is which the odds are against it a little bit sometimes in trying to make all those things come together so I really enjoy that um, seeing people thriving in an assessment environment and genuinely showing me the real them um doing what they're doing and allowing then you to give them some good feedback to help them keep with their learning and keep keep moving forward so I really yeah. enjoy it um and, and super rewarding when it all comes together for you as an assessor and the, the candidate being assessed
0: yeah Laura some really some really sort of great insights there and uh, really appreciate you taking time out and um, being able to take part in this podcast really appreciate it um i think um what we'll do we'll start wrapping up the podcast now and um, uh, you know keep an eye out for new releases. Uh, there'll be plenty. Uh, we aim to do at least uh, two releases a month and um, yeah thanks very much for listening.